Oh, trendsetters. This is episode 518 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Meg. And if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or just send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, a couple of things. If this, if the recording on this sounds a little bit different than normal, I've lent my microphone to a mate who has a farming podcast and he's got some big, huge sales coming up soon and he needed an extra microphone to help help promote his um, sales. So he's got my microphone. So I've just stole one of my daughter's microphones. So I don't know how it's going to sound, but anyway. You guys heard the good news that Iron Man just released a new 70.3 here in Tasmania. Oh, it's, um, when they said they're going to release a new 70.3 and there was rumbling that it was going to be here in Tassie, I was thinking, oh, it's probably, you know, if you're going to stick anywhere, stick it anywhere in Tassie, it'll most likely be Devonport because to me, Devonport's just designed for triathlons. And when they came out, it's in Hobart, I think, ugh. A bit of a snooze. I was thinking it was going to be at Seven Mile Beach in down Hobart Way. I was thinking, oh, that's going to be a snooze fest. And I thought, oh, I'm not even going to worry about that one. And because my personal plans were after this next Ironman I do, I was going to take a big, despite what the results are, I was going to take a huge step back from mostly triathlons, but in particular Ironman. Um, Because I want to dedicate a full, a little bit over a year to see how fast I can actually do a marathon. So that, that, and my kids are at the stage where their passions are starting to progress a little bit. And so my time's going to be, I, th- I thought it'd be probably best if I d- dedicate a little bit more of my time towards their passions to help them along. So I thought, oh, marathon running will, will fill that void. Um, but when they said at 70.3, when they showed where the race is, it's going to be dead set in the centre of Hobart, and you're going in and out of these historical areas. Um, I thought, oh, bugger that, I'm going to have to do the 70.3 in Hobart. And it's one month before Coles Bay, so I might as well do, mostly focus on marathon, my marathon, but I'll have to do the 70.3 Tassie and... Coles Bay as well, Coles Bay Half as well now, seeing as they're so close, but it does look like a pretty spectacular race. It looks like an epic race. They were talking about the highest elevation, it's a real cyclist type of um, race, though where the videoing showed of where the race, I haven't really checked where the course exactly is, I can't think of any huge hills or where they're filming anyway, but anyway... Um, so, but yeah, if you guys are, it should be, if you guys either are coming to Australia or you're in Australia, I think this should be on your bucket list, this, this race by the, by what it looks like. And it's going to be here for the next five years anyway, so it should be good. But anyway, um, what else has been going on? I hit a kangaroo on my bike last Saturday. That was, that was fun and exciting. I took off Sunday morning. Um, I had a, a little bit of inflammation in my knee, so I, instead of doing a three-hour ride, I thought I might just um, not run today and go for a three-hour bike ride. No, because I take off super early um, before the sun comes out. I was, you know, fifty minutes into this bike ride, still thirty minutes before the sun's due to come out, and I'm riding. And I'm always paranoid that kangaroos and wallabies and 
crap like that's going to come out in front of me while that time of the morning. So I try and take it easy, but I'm still um, in the aero, aero position. I'm traveling 28, 30 k's an hour, so I'm not dawdling, but I'm not being silly. And this kangaroo just comes straight out. Zero warning on me. I've hit it in the arrow position. I've just had no warning at all. I've hit the ground hard. And I'm on this, uh, it's along the river, but it's a, just a dead river road. And I've just hit the ground hard. And um, it, it was a funny thing because it just happened so quick. But the thing that hits, um, that's very vivid in my memory is how hard my head hit the road. It's just gone bush, but it was such a bizarre feeling that um, because my head's hit the road really hard, but it was, it felt like, and the only way I could describe it to someone is, if, you know, if you're having a pillow fight with someone and you grab your pillow and you've just slammed the side of their head real hard with a pillow, full bolt, it feels like that. You Not super, it's not hurting, but the helmet did its trick. And so I, I'm, I'm on the ground and I'm trying to get my bearing and I'm in the middle of the road. So I, I get up and I move all my, my bike and crap that's fallen off the bike onto the side of the road. And I'm trying to get my bearings. And anyway, I'm thinking, right, well, my helmet's all destroyed here. So I've picked, so I'm trying to touch my helmet, trying to work out what's, you know, what's the go is here. And my helmet feels okay, and so I'm trying to, you know, adjusting my bike lights and stuff like that, and my my knees banged up, my ankles banged up, my shoulders really banged up. I'm I'm moving my shoulder around because I thought I broke my my collarbone. I'm moving, and I'm thinking, all right, well, there's movement there, and I've got absolutely no one to call at this stage because this is, you know, six in the morning. And I'm thinking, I've got no one to pick me up. I could guess I could call a taxi if need be, but my my wife generally sleeps with a phone on silent, but even if she didn't, it was she went out for the first time in donkeys last like the night before with her friends. So she would have been in no no condition to pick me up or anything. So I'm thinking, oh, I'll just nurse the bike home. And and um, my shoulder is absolutely killing. But I take my helmet off, thinking my helmet's probably destroyed inside. It feels okay on the outside, but my helmet held up. It, it feels there's a ding in it. I've since thrown it in the bin because it's had such a a pretty big impact. But Scott's helmets, tell you what, I've destroyed two helmets in the past. In once in a uh, when I was hit by a car, and the other time um, just came off the bike. Uh, when I broke my collarbone two days before Ironman Western Australia, which was devastating. But anyway, uh, um, but this one, my head hit the ground harder than the others, and the helmet looked pretty damn impressive. So I was, I was pretty impressed with that. But anyway, being Sunday, and now hospitals here in Tassie's overrun at the moment because of COVID and crap. So I was just going to eat this one for the day and maybe go to the, the, the go see the quack the next day but I, I fought it all day I, I obviously I nursed the bike home and then you know patch myself up with patches all over um, the that afternoon I was I was trying to avoid taking pain tablets all day um, I, I just I, my wife was saying take a take a t- pain tablets take some pain tablets and I said no I want to feel the pain because my it's t- my body's telling me what I can and can't do 
And so I wrote a new blog on the website um, of that I more or less wrote it for me. Um, to, to and you'll find a lot a lot of the um, blogs and stuff on the website is written for me by me. It's one of those. Um, it's it's basically Matthew Heyman when the year he won Paris Roubaix six weeks out he breaks his arm and he di- didn't give up on trying to be at the starting line of Paris Roubaix so he set himself up um, on the inter on you know on an indoor trainer and he'd have his arm braced up against a ladder and he trained twice a day ninety minutes of a morning ninety minutes of an afternoon um, intervals two times for two days in a row easy. You know, endurance rides the next day and he was still able to win Paris Roubaix so I wrote it more for myself so if you want to check check the stats and information out about that um, it's on trainsmove.com so he's um, so I finally I, I, the pain was getting a bit too much and I take pain tablets for, for the shoulder in particular my shoulder my knees banged up my ankles banged up my hips banged up and some um, grazings all over and so that night I go I got to ride got to ride my bike I want to finish today's bike ride off but also I want to test if I can ride indoors my wife instantly calls me a few few choice names she, she thinks I'm an absolute moron well, I've got in my, you know, man cave home gym, we've got a boxing, it's like a speedball, but it has a pole on it, and um, so I set that up next to my bike, indoor trainer, and for those that are very curious, my bike actually survived very nicely, um, that was that was a big surprise by how hard I hit the ground, but um, so I set that next to my bike so I could rest my arm onto it while I ride. And so I did, I thought, oh, if I can just do 15 minutes at first and we'll judge it from there. I, I ended up riding an hour, so I, I was pretty happy with that. And so the next day I go to the doctor, get x-rays and in, 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 into my shoulders. My hips were feeling, my hip and knee were feeling a little bit better. Ankle was feeling a lot better. But in particular, we're thinking there were, might be a, a small fracture or something in my shoulder. I was able to put my hand in, I've got, had full mobility but it took me a very long time to get my hand or arm in positions but once they were there I was able to add some resistance that the doctor gave me so that was very positive so I'll be so for Monday Tuesday I rode my bike twice a day working off the same sort of theory as um, Maddie on the website that I posted and I'm on anti-inflammatory tablets. I'm, I'm icing. One thing I did to start is I iced my shoulder in particular for ten minutes, and I would have two minutes rest, two hours rest, I should say. Easy for me to say. I'd, I'd ice my shoulder for ten minutes. I'd set my alarm for two hours, and I'd redo that every single week, and I'm still doing it today um, to try and get rid of the, that inflammation that was all built up there. Um, there is no ifs or buts. The alarm goes off. I'm straight onto it. Um, so that's help. I'm on anti-inflammatory tablets, which has helped greatly. But my shoulder, I was, I didn't think. I thought maybe I should be right to swim on Friday. You know, today's well, yesterday was Wednesday, 
So I was thinking, I still was thinking, oh, maybe I'll be right to swim and run by by Friday if I'm lucky, and I'll just keep riding twice a day. But uh, I felt good yesterday. I was feeling better, much, much better yesterday. So I try to swim, mostly drills and, and stuff. Yeah, I'm unable to do a torpedo push off the wall with my... Um, you know, as you as you push off the wall, your hands, are, yeah, you tuck your chin down, and your hands, are, your arms are fully out extended. Unable to do that very well. Um, no issues running, so that was nice. Though I almost trod on a bloody snake. It was, you know, first the kangaroo Saturday, Sunday, and a bloody snake yesterday. I'm running in bush trails, and um, <laughs> and I'm. I'm actually listening to the I Am Talk podcast, listening to a great interview with um, Pete Jacobs, well worth listening into. And I'm running and and listening to Pete, and I'm just running on these rock parts of the, a trail, and there's this great big, well, it makes it sound better if I say it's this great big bloody snake, but it was may, maybe a metre long, maybe that that long. Long enough to be a bloody big snake. And... and uh, I've I've seen it just, and I'm not too far away from it. I'm a half a meter at this stage when I saw it, and I've done the Whoa! sort of dance. I trying to get around it and over it. I've half rolled my left ankle, but it wasn't bad. It was only a, a very minor roll, and my right leg's gone over top of him, and I'm doing this stupid bloody Whoa! dance over him. And he did not move an inch, did not move a millimetre, because I was had visions as I'm half flopping myself over top of this bloody snake that he's going to turn and, and and nip me. But he, he just, he stayed perfectly still. So that, you know, after, you know, after taking a moment to work out what just happened there, I went back and got a photo. So I'd suck that photo on Strava if you guys wanted to see that bloody big snake, which is probably not even a metre. Um, and I, yeah, so I went off the point there. So I've, my run went, went well. So I'm about to go back to the pool now and ha- have a, have a splash about, but things are positive. It could have been much, much, much worse than what it was, but still full, full steam ahead. So, but anyway, oh, crikey, 14 minutes. I actually have a question from Isaac I need to get to, but I might do that in the next episode. <laughs> I think I've done enough about talking about my little adventures. Um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, hoo <laughs>